Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. So I'm creating that like know and trust factor, which now people are reaching out and saying, I want you to be my CFO. And that is generating clients. And when I bring on clients, they're typically clients for a long time. Welcome to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you work less and earn more. My name is Geraldine Carter. My guest today is Hannah Smolinski, CEO of Clara CFO Group. In less than a year, Hannah has grown from about 100 YouTube subscribers to more than 16,000 and from a few dozen on her email list to more than 8,000 by creating a series of YouTube videos mostly related to PPP. I wanted to have Hannah back on the podcast to share her experience and to talk about her meteoric rise in the YouTube space so that you can think about how you might implement effective content marketing in your business. Hannah, welcome back to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Hi, Geraldine. Thanks so much for having me back. It's good to be here. Excited for our conversation. A lot has changed in the two years since you've been on the show for both of us. Definitely. (laughs) So where we want to go today is talking about your YouTube presence, because recently you've become something of a YouTube sensation. And you have your own fractional CFO and you offer a couple of different level services. But talk to us for a second about what it was that sent you on a tear to create YouTube videos around PPP. Well, (laughs) I I can say it was um, a little bit reactive, honestly, in, um, in all honesty, when I was trying to kind of decide what to do in 2020. Um, I had made a decision towards the beginning of the year. I had an existing YouTube channel but I hadn't really done anything with it. I had you know, a couple years before I had kind of posted a few Facebook live videos and then, and then threw them up on YouTube. And I had one YouTube video that had actually had a couple of thousand views on it. So it was actually a walkthrough of apparel system. And so I had kind of been trying to decide where my strategy was going to go in my business and specifically in content marketing. Cause I knew I knew I needed to do some content marketing in this virtual CFO space. So I was like, well, that, that actually did pretty well. And it actually got a few people to contact me. So it did generate some leads. So I had just said, you know, maybe, maybe what I should do is kind of pick up, pick up YouTube. And this was in in January of 2020. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to pick up some YouTube and I'm going to think about this and I'm going to potentially, you know, do some videos this year. (laughs) So, um, kind of when, when 
March rolled around, I hadn't really done very many videos. I don't know if I had really done any. I had a couple that I was thinking about, but I really hadn't done much. Um, but then I, you know, PPP came along, the CARES Act was passed, and I actually, I wasn't paying it that much attention. I was having a lot going on in my personal life that was kind of clouding a lot of that. And so I had a client say, Hey, Hannah, what about, what about this like free loan thing? And I like, it woke me up like out of a slumber, basically (laughs) it woke me up and I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this thing? Like, I have to learn about this. What is this? And it was kind of really early on when the cares act was being discussed. So I had time to kind of get in front of it and learn about it enough to, start educating the rest of my clients on it. And with that, I was able to do, I I realized very quickly, the only way to get this information out was to do videos or to do webinars or to do some sort of like video, I guess, information (laughs) dissemination, (laughs) I guess, trying to get all this information out. So I, um, I had been, I did a Facebook live with a friend of mine and then, um, we put that up on YouTube and then I had done a webinar for clients and kind of through this, I immediately started getting like more people asking about it. And then I realized, Hey, I should just throw this stuff up up on YouTube because actually people need to know this. And then I can just link back to it. So it was almost from like a, um, almost from an ease from my perspective, I was like, I'll put this up on YouTube so I can just link it places. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, people were actually searching for this content and my views started to go up really quickly. So it was almost kind of by accident that I started to pick up YouTube. But then as I did, it was like a train that just wouldn't like was picking up speed. I couldn't stop it. And so then people would have questions and then I'd make a video to respond to questions. And then it was this, and then it was that. And then before you know it, I'm like up to almost a hundred videos on YouTube now. Oh my gosh. I've been following your video sort of, you know, since last March when you started doing them, but I didn't realize you had a hundred. I was looking through them today and many of them have, you know, four or five, 6,000 views. And one of them has 37,000 views. I mean, what was, what do you make of this sort of level of interest and what's been the impact to your business? Yeah. It's funny. Cause now I look back and I say, Oh, that one video that I had that had 7,000 views on it that I thought was like, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, Oh wow. Like I would love to have what I had, you know, back then what I have now, I think it's been the hunger for people who don't have somebody in their court helping them through this stuff and they're searching anywhere that they can possibly can to try to find out more about it. So there is definitely um, that need. And what we're seeing, seeing is just how many small business owners really don't have somebody in their court to help them through this. And so they're looking for anything. And then of course they're searching online and YouTube is the second biggest, you know, search engine. And so YouTube is coming up as, you know, I mean, you type in right now, I think maybe the 3508S and you're probably going to see one of my videos as one of the top hits, like just because like, there's not that many, there's not that many pieces of content out there for it. Yeah. There are very few people out there talking about it. When I pull up PPP and a few other search terms related to it, it's you and JJ, the CPA and this other (laughs) rando, and that's about it. Yeah. There's a, we have, we have another, I have another CPA friend. I call her my doppelganger because (laughs) we kind of had like, 
a similar kind of rise in our YouTube. Her name's Jamie Troll. She's really awesome. Um, she's another CPA. We both worked at Ernst & Young back in the day. And she also has a YouTube channel. So she's another one to follow if you guys are interested in following CPAs that do this kind of thing. So are most of your listeners, viewers, are they, do you think small business owners or is it also CPAs? Do you think trying to get information or don't you even know? I actually have a lot of CPAs, a lot of bookkeepers, um, even bankers, which I think is really interesting. I've had a lot of people say, yeah, I work at a bank and your information is helpful, <laughs> which I'm like, oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. From, a, from, yeah, from some perspective, I'm like, great. Even the bankers are going to YouTube to try to understand this stuff better. <laughs> but I mean, I think it, it, it goes to, uh, you know, the nature of the way that this information is given from the SBA. It's given in these very, very formalized, you know, ex- explanations. It's given in these interim final rules. It's like put out in, you know, guidance is very technical and it's kind of uh, sort of, sort of legalese. It's not legalese. It's like accountantese, I guess. And it's just not, it doesn't make all that much sense when you just read it through. So having somebody explain it in like a way that's what does this mean for you? What can you do? Like, what do you need to know? Like, you don't need to read 50 pages of guidance because you only really need to know X, Y, and Z, these three key points, you know, and that that's kind of where I've come from with everything that I'm creating is like, what do the, what does the business owner actually need to know? And that's like, I can distill it down sometimes in two minutes, which is fabulous. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you knew you needed to create some content marketing for your business to generate some interest and some, visi- and some visibility and so on. So what's been the impact of it all in the end? The business impact, I've actually been thinking about this. I'm actually considering doing a YouTube video on it <laughs> because I think it's interesting from a CFO perspective. So I do virtual CFO services for small businesses. So I kind of like step back and think about it from my, like if I was a CFO for my own business, which I am (laughs) um, CEO and CFO, but if I'm going to think about whether or not to continue on YouTube, I need to analyze it and say like, is this something that's worthwhile for my business? So when I stepped back and kind of thought through it, um, I am in a situation. So I I grew from basically like 25 subscribers to I'm, I'm at like 16 and a half thousand subscribers, I think today when we're having this conversation. Um, and so it was a big subscriber growth this past year in 2020. But one thing that happens with that is I was also able to get monetized. So now ads show on my YouTube channel, which does generate revenue for me. However, when, if you're just looking at ad revenue right now with the number of views that I have, it wouldn't make any financial sense for me to continue doing YouTube videos because of the ad revenue that comes in. Because if you look at the number of hours I spend doing this work, it does not make any financial sense, but that's not the whole picture. So I, I do, I've, I've had a lot of other positive impacts because of YouTube. So I think about those things are bigger. So one of the big things is that yes, more people now know me. I have a much bigger web presence, which will pay dividends long after PPP, right? Cause I've, I've, my name is out there. My business name is out there and YouTube is this SEO search engine. Right. Um, so that's been big. Um, I think I'll be seeing dividends from that. Like I said, for a long time, the other thing is now people know me and they trust me. So I'm creating that like 
that know and trust factor, which now people are reaching out and saying, I want you to be my CFO. And that is generating clients. And when I bring on clients, they're typically clients for a long time, like a long time. So my lifetime value of clients is very high because if they're rolling off, a lot of times it's because either they've decided to leave the business or sell it or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, most of my clients that I, I've gotten are still clients. So I have years of, of value from, you know, a new lead that comes in and joins, joins us as a client. Um, another thing that has happened from the, this is my email list has gotten very large. Define very large. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think I had like maybe a hundred something people on my email list and I just checked this today and it was over 8,000. So in the space of a year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's really fast growth just for our listeners who don't maintain email lists. That's like kind of insane. Keep going. It's very um, shocking to me <laughs> um, that I have that, but what what that does, and I, and I I think it's important to note how I got that because just because I had the YouTube channel doesn't mean that people automatically wanted to sign up for YouTube or sign up for my email list. I offered spreadsheets. So I had calculation spreadsheets, PPP budgeting, tracking spreadsheets, and then um, some other things that I mentioned in my videos. And then it like drove people back to going and getting them. Like right now, my, my biggest spreadsheet that's getting people on my list is about PPP eligibility for the round two. So I have, I'm like, Hey, I'm using this spreadsheet in the video, like go and grab it. It's on my website. And then people go and grab it. And like that generated about a thousand people over the past month. So that is allowing me to potentially sell digital products. So you're giving them lead magnets is what you're saying. That took some effort in addition to the video itself. You had to create a valuable lead magnet that was worth them giving up their email address to get. Exactly. Yeah. And, and actually it's funny because every, every now and then, every time I send out a newsletter, I see people drop off the list and it's almost like, whew, phew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I almost like want them to leave in some ways because I want to hone in that email list to only the people who really want to hear from me going forward. So if all they wanted was the spreadsheet and then they bounce out and they're like, no, that's all I wanted. I'm actually really happy about that because <laughs> yeah. first of all, I pay for subscribers, but then also like, I don't want to be spamming people who don't want to hear from me. So if you want the spreadsheet and then you don't want to hear from me anymore, totally fine with that. The kind of all of those like different things, it's opened up a different opportunity. So now I'm doing digital products where I can put together like maybe some video along with maybe a, like a higher value spreadsheet, or um, like I have done a couple webinars where it's a paid webinar and then I sell the recording afterwards. Um, and that is content that's much longer, much more detailed than maybe what I would typically do for a YouTube video. So it's opened up that opportunity. So where now that I have a larger email list, I can potentially sell to an email list that you know, makes me some truly kind of after I do it once, truly passive income after that point. Um, and then I guess that the the biggest thing, I guess that's kind of come my way from this is I, I am now um, working with a larger company. They are, they've created a PPP forgiveness product. It's called Upside Financial. And now I am representing them as I'm the senior advisor to their PPP product. But then I also um, am able to do PR for them. So I've given a couple webinars from them. I did a conference to CFOs specifically representing them, like kind of in their, 
in there, like they sponsored the spot and I was able to do the, the actual presentation for them. So it's, it's definitely raised my visibility quite a bit. And then I've been able to kind of join their team as a contractor to kind of help them also make their product better. I like that because I can actually advise on the product and make sure that I'm okay recommending it to people. And so it's kind of a win-win in that. Wow. Okay. So I think YouTube's done a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so YouTube has like, has basically opened up the floodgates on your business. Your email list is a 8,000, which is extraordinary to go to that in one year, plus these other professional opportunities and raise your visibility and all the rest. Yes. <laughs> wow. Nice work. I'm a little tired. <laughs> I could use vacation. Yeah, I know. I, bet. I, I know, know every CBA. We should listen every to every CBA. I did listen to your to your um, to your vacation <laughs> one, and I was like, Geraldine, yeah, I can't I can't travel to where was it Rwanda right now or wherever it was that you were talking about. I want you can't to. now, but you will be able to in seven months. <laughs> I know, I know. That France, France was kind of on the top of my list anyway, and then that was your first one that you mentioned. So, yeah, well, call me up when you need some travel advice. I, I surely will. Okay, so one of the places that I think CPAs really struggle is with marketing and especially content marketing. And you know, they could put stuff out there, but it's so broad that it ends up being shallow, and it, you know, it hits a few people, but it doesn't really grab. And what you're talking about here, I mean, what you've done is one model that could really work for people and that wouldn't necessarily do exactly what you're doing. But if they were to follow on some of the basic principles of what you've done, what would you suggest to them? I would suggest to listen to what people are asking you the most and then respond to what they're asking so that's, that informed a lot of my video decisions when I was creating the next video, like I'd sit down and it might be like, well, what are people asking for? Because if they're asking the same question over and over again, you know, there's the few people who are actually asking it. And then there's the dozens and dozens or hundreds and hundreds of people who actually had that question, just didn't ask it. <laughs> so I think probably like accumulate that information first, like what is the most common question you get asked? And I have another CPU friend who also is doing some video and she just was like, man, I get this question every single time. So what if I just make a video and then I can just send it over to whoever, I mean, it saves me time and it's sitting out there for the other people who are Googling that exact same question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the evergreen, it's evergreen. It hangs out there for as long as people are asking the question right? and continues to drive traffic. Um, what sort of, do you even monitor KPIs or do you just kind of throw it up there and you're like, well, let's just see if this one's good. And you've generated a hundred videos now. And you're like, some of these will be great. Some of them will be a flop. It's all right. There's, there's a wealth of metrics that you can, that you can monitor for YouTube. And I think I'm just starting to like kind of scratch the surface on what that really looks like. Um, definitely KPIs are really important. I look at when I'm trying to think about, and I'm, I'm kind of diving more into this now to be a little bit more strategic about my content. I feel like my content has been very reactive over the past couple months. I mean, over the past, like really since PPP started, it was very reactive. So now I'm starting to kind of think about, well, how can I be more proactive in deciding exactly what I want to put out there? Um, so I look at like, well, if I, if I look at my videos and I say, well, which one's really, which one's really got a lot of views, why did they get a lot of views? Was it 
the thumbnail was more catchy or was it the title or was it just the topic? Okay. Like maybe I need to do more around that topic. So one of my highest viewed videos is actually for self-employed individuals, um, for sole proprietors. And that makes a lot of sense because most small business owners are actually sole proprietors. So it kind of makes sense to, you know, go and try to do another video on that. I'm also getting tons of questions around that. So I think like if I could do another video on that, I know it will do well, but I also have to think about when I post it and, um, you know, is don't maybe, maybe don't post on like inauguration day, you know, (laughs) things like that, where you have lots of other things taking people's attention. Um, but I definitely try to think about like, total views. What are people's total views? And then also like duration. Cause that's also, that's also a thing. Like I try to not do videos that are too long because people drop out your average view duration. I mean, I'm lucky if I can get to like five minutes on some of these videos. So I try to keep a lot of my videos under 10 minutes where I can, because I mean, there's a few people that will watch through the end, but not that many. So if I can kind of keep them shorter, it ends up like I have higher views, more people are actually getting all the information that they need. So they end up being more helpful all around. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, Talk to us about your product ladder, because a lot of CPAs listening have probably not built a product ladder where they have, I mean, you have a retainer situation going on and you have digital products and you're selling webinars and so on. So what's that been like to repackage your expertise and sell it at scale versus in a one-to-one model? Um, I'm pretty new to this part. So this is kind of something that I'm learning. Um, I, I kind of never really thought that I would be able to do a CFO service in a, like a one-to-many model. But I think what I realized was that I could take this piece and educate to a very small piece of whatever that public or whatever the need was. And I could kind of break it down to something much, you know, tinier and fit a need and fit enough people. So like, for example, the first webinar I did, it was like sole um, PPP forgiveness for sole proprietors. So it wasn't a blanket PPP forgiveness for everybody. Cause as I thought about that, I was like, this is going to be a full day <laughs> if, I, if I really wanted to like get into all the things. Cause I want to make sure that the person walking away has everything they need to go and get the thing done. So if I was thinking about it from that perspective, I could like really tailor it down to like exactly what was needed. Um, so I'm thinking like long-term, you know, I think about, I couldn't necessarily, I don't think I could just do a CFO course. I know some people have done that. Um, but I do think I could maybe hone in on budgeting or I could maybe hone in on cash flow, or I could hone in on something that, you know, you can like dive into and I don't do taxes or anything like that. So I don't have to think about, you know, that piece, but, um, yeah, it's new for me to explore, but it's really interesting at the same time. And then it's, it's really nice to be able to just have stuff sitting out there that, you don't have to do anything to, and people just buy it. Like, I mean, not in droves. I'm not, I'm not I'm like buying a Lamborghini over here, but I, I think it's a, we would uh, applaud you if you did, as long as it was all electric. <laughs> I know. Right. I don't think they make electric <laughs> Lamborghinis. Well, they should. <laughs> um, but I, I have different goals. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely something I'm going to be exploring more 
as I was creating my budget for 2021, I definitely had a line item for, you know, digital products. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I love it. I have this question hanging out here. That's sort of an ugly question, but I want to know if you get trolled. Um, I definitely get like some ugly comments. Um, I mean, not so much. Like I had one that like really struck me pretty hard one day. It was like talking about the way that I talk. And I I think it was just, it was my own insecurities and somebody just posted something that just hit me bad, you know? And, and somebody else was like, no, that's just a bot. Like, that's not, that's not a real thing. And I'm like, no, I mean, it's okay. People cannot like me. That's fine. But like it hit me because it was my own insecurity that then like a troll kind of, you know, pressed on. So that was, that was something I get, I get some things like that. I get, um, I just get the people who maybe sometimes, I I don't know, you get like the people who just want to focus on your appearance or things like that. And you just kind of have to like, let it roll off and I'm not, I'm not here to talk about my hair guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that that like, that there are, there are probably many people who want to put their voice out there, but are reluctant because of the possible criticism for all the, you know, silliness and people who are having bad days. So I was just wondering how much of that was a thing. It sounds like it's a little bit, but you learn how to roll with it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I do think there's a lot to that, like, you know, every one negative comment, you feel like you need a hundred to, you know, overcome it. Like they hurt more for sure than all the good ones. But I, I ultimately, it comes down to like, you know, I don't know who this person is. Like, they don't know me They're This is not, they don't, they don't know me. And even if they did, it's like, it's one person that maybe just is having a bad day. Yeah. Ultimately, you got to do what feels good to like get your information out, you know? Yeah. Wish him well and bless and release him. Yes. How full do you think the YouTube space is for CPAs? Do you think it's kind of spoken for or do you think it's like the Wild West and there's tons of opportunity out there? I think there's tons of opportunity. I mean, I think one of the good things about YouTube is there's not like competition is not like competition in a traditional sense it actually Mm. benefits people to have more people in the space because you could be creating more noise in the YouTube algorithm. So it actually is nice to have other people posting videos because then the next one might get recommended. And I try to like, not look at people as competition unless they're like talking nasty or something, which I've never had, thankfully. (laughs) But like, I, I made friends with like my friend, Jamie, that I mentioned, like, I was like, we're both doing the same thing. Like it makes sense for us to be friends and us to be promoting each other. And like, we can, you know, when you're making a video and I'm making a video, YouTube's going to see that maybe some of the same people are liking it. So they're going to recommend that content again to other people who maybe saw Jamie's video, but didn't see mine yet. So it's actually kind of, um, it, it helps everybody for this information to kind of be out there more. So I think there's tons of space. That that is so interesting. It's almost, but not quite like the Starbucks story of like creating need. And the more Starbucks there are in a certain area, the more it creates awareness of fancy coffee drinks. And people are like, wow, this is what's over here. I should go investigate. Yeah. And because that's what happens. People hop on YouTube. Nobody, you know, like hops on YouTube, watches one, two minute video and then turns it off. No. Right. (laughs) No one I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If somebody was listening to this and they were thinking to themselves, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel or I've put three videos up and I only have 15 views. What would your advice be to them? 
I mean, that that's definitely kind of where I was, you know, um, I, I would say if you want to do it, decide to do it and be consistent and then maybe learn from other people, like go and see what other CPAs that have a lot of views, like see what their videos are about, like, see what, like, what are people watching? Find out what people are watching. Um, there's some really good free SEO tools that you can add into your YouTube, um, TubeBuddy and VidIQ. I use VidIQ. I like it a lot. Um, so I use like their backend tags and things like that, which I'm just still playing around with. But there's a lot of the, a lot of data that you can look at and just try to say like, hey, what what are people interested in, and how can I deliver that? Like you're in stuff. How many clients asked me about buying cars? How many? Like <laughs> I don't even do taxes, and like I had tons of people ask me about buying a car. Like that would be a fantastic time to post a video about buying a car and things you should, should consider if you're, if you're a small business owner and you want to buy a car, what do you need to think about? I would watch that video. (laughs) I would like, I I would recommend that video. You know, if I watched it and I felt like somebody was giving good advice, there's a lot of really bad advice on YouTube and having a CPA and you have to be careful because you can't be like giving financial advice. Right. I mean, thankfully we're not financial advisors, but I have a disclaimer at the beginning of every single one of my videos and in the description of everything, telling people it's educational content that you need to, you need to consult with your CPA. Um, you know, I don't want somebody coming back to me and being like, well, the CPA on YouTube said X, Y, or Z, and now I'm in jail. Like, I'm sorry. It's that's, if you listen to a CPA on YouTube and you made a big decision like that, that's actually on you, not me. (laughs) I love this. There was one more thing that you wanted to mention that we talked about in the pre-roll, um, around the firm that you partner with. Yeah. Why don't you tell listeners about that? Cause they may find it useful. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to tell people about, um, so Upside Financial has a PPP forgiveness service. And the thing that's really awesome about it is that they actually have real people to talk through the PPP forgiveness process um, at the, on the back end. It's not just software. They go through a software portal, but then they actually get to meet with a PPP advisor to get all of their documentation for, for forgiveness done. So um, I wanted to tell your listeners about it because I know there's a lot of us that are just super bogged down. We're getting tons of people contacting us to get help with PPP forgiveness and they, you know, maybe just need to refer business out. So I want to tell you about Upside Financial's CPA referral program. So we can probably get a link to you to put maybe in the show notes or something like that, but you can sign up to be a referral partner and then you get a little bit of cash back and the client gets a discount too. So it's super nice to just be able to like give a referral link if you're like, Hey, I have no way to help this person. Like I have no capacity, nothing. Then you can feel good about sending them something, but then you can also get a little bit of something back too. So I just wanted to tell tell your listeners about that. If anybody needs a little relief on the PPP front. Yeah. I think there are more than a few listeners who are bogged down, as you say, and could use a little bit of relief. So that's a really helpful tidbit and we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. That's, that works with me. <laughs> Hannah, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you so much for coming back on the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to talk to you, Geraldine. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming back on the podcast. There were countless takeaways in this episode, but what struck me most was just how rapid her viewership grew. 
which speaks to the unmet need in the marketplace. If you want to learn more about Hannah, check out her website, claracfogroup.com. You can find links to Upside Financial in the show notes if you have more PPP work than you can handle and you're looking for a place to refer it out to. If you're ready to hatch a content marketing plan or if you want to learn about how to repackage your expertise into digital products, consider a one-hour strategy session with me to clarify your ideas and create a solid plan that will actually work. There's only so much one-on-one time you can fit into your calendar, but by packaging up your expertise the right way, you can help more people while making more money while working fewer hours. The thread I hear from nearly every woman I talk to is that you are tired, tapped out, overwhelmed, drained, and afraid of burning out. I sent an email to my list this week about self-care and making sure not to do the self-care slide. And that message got the most response that I've ever gotten from any email I've ever sent to my list. You don't have to be overwhelmed, tired, and drained. It just doesn't have to be this way. If you want to change, check out my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com for ways to work together. All right, that's it for me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.